this podcast from Jubilee Church Derby, a church family looking to make a difference across the city of Derby and beyond. This is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations, and you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. morning. Should I stay or should I go? Questions that we've asked ourselves lots. And a question I'm going to ask you guys this morning as well in a bit. So uh, we are continuing in our series, A Mission-Minded Community, what it means to be a mission-minded community. Uh, And Graham has asked me to talk about going to the next town. I don't know why, why he would have chosen me. Maybe it's because we're going to Burton to plant Burton Family Church. So I just want to ask three questions this morning, very briefly. Those three questions are, why are we going church planting? What is it like to church plant? And what is it like if you're staying behind? So first of all this morning, why are we going church planting? Well, Myself and Lou are going church planting because we feel God has called us to do it. Let me tell you a little bit about our story. Our story starts, 96 it starts, when we got married. Many, many years ago. That is right, isn't it? Yeah. Many, many years ago. 1996 we got married. We had three years married life in our little one-bedroom flat. It was bliss. And then we get a knock on the door. 1999, a gentleman wants a gentleman. In a loose Wanders up to us. Oh, gen- yeah, we'll, we'll call you a gentleman, should we, Graham? Graham wanders up to us in 1999 and says, guys, would you pray about moving to Burton? Now, at this point, we were happily... I've got Burton on the brain. I wonder why that is. Funny, that is. Okay, so we'll start again. So Graham says, would you come to Derby? Now, at, th- at that point, we were very happy. We had no inkling about church. We probably hadn't even heard about church planting at that point. It wasn't really big on the agenda. Um, we were leading a small group. We were leading an 1830s group. We had lots of time on our hands. We were, we were doing stuff. And we had no inkling before Graham spoke to us. There was nothing, nothing at all. God hadn't dropped anything into our mind or anything. But Graham said, come on, come on. Why don't you pray with And that following week was a week of prayer and fasting again in the church. So we said, Graham... Of course we'll pray about it. Quick, out the door. Go quick, go, 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 go. We'll pray. Yes, of course we will. Not thinking anything of it, just thinking we would obey Graham. Graham asked us to do something. We would do it, and we'd pray. At the end of this week of prayer and fasting, we, we looked at each other and said, you know what, I think it's the right thing to do. And so began selling the flat, which happened very quickly because there happened to be a guy in the church who was looking to invest in a flat, and, us, and he said... Whatever, get it valued. Whatever they say it's worth, I'll pay you and I'll buy it off you. So that was great. I worked for BP at the time. Uh, so I went to my manager and said, listen, any chance of a transfer somewhere in the Midlands way? Came back, yeah, no problem, you can go to Nottingham. Fine, that sorted itself out. So this was all very quick. So that, was it beginning of 99 or was it late 98? I know it's a long time ago. Anyway, it wasn't very long later... That four of us arrived in September 1999 in Derby. 
We all crashed on Graham's floor that first night because that's what you do in a church party. You just get on and you do whatever, whatever's, whatever's needed. And to be honest, we moved up in 99 and we kind of thought, now that this probably isn't going to be our, um, our final place. I think three or four years, we'll come in, we'll plant the church, it'll be established and we'll move on again. Well, as you can see, that's 19 years ago. So it doesn't always work out quite how uh, we think it's going to. But God has called us on. So the second time God spoke to us was very different. The first time it was Graham coming to us and saying, look, Graham planted the seed, um, we prayed about it, watered it. Yeah, that's right. The second time was 2010. Uh, we were in Leicester, um, at the Vineyard Church in Leicester, uh, visiting some friends. And um, we'd been through a bit of a tough time. Uh, two years before that, my dad had passed away. Uh, I'd stepped down from eldership, struggling with all those kind of things. Um, the kids were struggling with that as well. So it was a bit of a tough time. So church planting was the last thing on our mind. We were thinking about getting through the next week. That was where we were at. But I was standing there worshipping, and I felt God say, Burton to me. Just one word, Burton. And that was it. There was nothing else. But it was one of those times when God speaks and you just know it was him. You don't rec- I, d- I don't know what God's physical voice sounds like. I have physical voice, but I know when God speaks. And he spoke to me. He said, Burton. So that started the ball rolling. Uh, in 2011, um, Jordan was starting secondary school. So we thought, right, we don't want to move him too much. So we'll, we'll, we'll stick him in a secondary school in Burton. We hadn't sold our house yet. So uh, for two years, we commuted every morning. We drove through... Uh, Willington, Repton, to, to drop him off at school, and then again in the afternoon going to pick him up. And that was tough, driving to and fro for two years. And finally, we moved in in 2013. And I'm pleased to say, on Sunday the 14th of January 2018, we will have our very first Sunday morning meeting in Burton, which is great. Anyway, so, part of our series of Mission Morning Community talking about going to the next town. If you've got your Bibles, why don't you turn to Mark 1. We're going to just read a very short passage, 32 to 39. It says, That evening after sunset, the people brought to Jesus all who were ill and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door, and Jesus healed many who had various diseases. He also drove out many demons. But he would not let the demons speak, because they knew who he was. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him. And when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, Let us go somewhere else, to the nearby villages, so that I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So he travelled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. It was part of Jesus' mission to spread the gospel. Not just where he was, but travelling around. That is why I have come, to preach there also. And that is why we're going, to preach the gospel. Because we've been called. So why else are we church planting? Well, church planting is a part of our DNA as a church. 
It's a part of our DNA as a Christ Central church. If you look at the Christ Central website, it says this. Church planting is freshly on our agenda as we feel God stirring us to be planting more churches both in the UK and other countries. In the UK, we have launched our 2020 initiative, which aims to plant 20 new churches by 2020. Jubilee Church, we're playing our part in that. It's part of our DNA as Jubilee Church. On our website, it says this. We want to build a large, vibrant city church that gathers centrally on a Sunday and has small groups meeting in and impacting local communities right across the city. We want to see many people come to faith in Jesus and growing in their relationship with him. We also want to play our part in reaching our nation and the nation's for Christ. Why are we going? Thirdly, it's the best way to extend the kingdom. You know I love Tim Keller and he has written a paper, a whole paper on why plant churches. It's great. You should read it. It's very interesting. And he says this, a vigorous and continuous approach to church planting is the only way to guarantee an increase in the number of believers and is one of the best ways to renew the whole body of Christ. Dozens of denominational studies have confirmed that the average new church gains most of its new members, 60 to 80%, from the ranks of people who are not yet attending any worshipping body. While churches over 10 to 15 years of age gain 80 to 90% of new members by transferring from other congregations. This means the average new church congregation will bring six to eight times more new people into the life of the body of, of Christ than an older congregation of the same size. So if our heart is to see new believers come into the kingdom, then we need new churches. We need to be planting new churches. We also want to follow the example of Jesus and his disciples, don't we? Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so that I can preach there also. That is why I have come. In Acts 13, verse 2, it says, While they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. And they sent them out. They were called to go. We feel called to go, and there are some people in Jubilee Church who feel called to go. So why are you here this morning? Why have you turned up to Jubilee Church this morning? I'm hoping it's because you want to extend the kingdom of God. So secondly, what is it like to church plant? This, is, this will be our second church plant. Um, some of you have church planted, I know. Some of you may not have church planted before. They've just been part of larger churches. So what is it like when you go church planting? Well, I think the first thing to say is it's hard work. In the passage we read, we saw Jesus serving after sunset. They came to him after sunset, late in the day. And then he was up very early in the morning. That's an example of church planting. It is hard work. It isn't easy. It is hard work. 
And you know what? Even in a big group of people, it can be lonely at times. There are times when the devil gets in and he says, you know what, you're on your own in this. And it's not true, but you believe it because it's hard work. The devil says, you know what, you're on your own. This is difficult, isn't it? You're on your own in this. There's no one there to support you, which isn't true. But that's sometimes what the devil gets hold of you and says. Church planting, there are times of doubt. You doubt whether you're actually called to do this. You doubt whether you're up to the task. Has God called me? Really, can I do what you're asking me to do, God? These are, these are places you go when you're church planting. It's a great time of testing your faith. Hanging on in there when things don't seem to be going to plan, when things get tough. But I make it sound like it's really not a great place to be, don't I? But the flip side of that is it's faith building. Because, you know, when you exercise faith, it grows. It's like anything. It's like any muscle. As you exercise it, so it grows. And as your faith is tested, so our faith has grown. It's also exciting. It's exciting to see what God does with a small group of people in a new place. It's good fun. We laugh a lot in Burton. We eat a lot and we laugh a lot. Um, and as a side, we're planting a church. That's how, that's how it's working. You know. But we're having great times together. We're having fun. We're laughing. And you know what? It's rewarding. We've, we did Alpha last year. Uh, we had three guests on Alpha. Two of them have made a commitment. The third one's still on that journey. It's so rewarding to see people coming to know Christ and to know that their future is certain. And it really hits home because this week I'm part of the local cricket club and one of the young lads was 26 and was killed in a car crash on Monday or Tuesday. And I hadn't been there long enough to get to know him. I didn't know if he was Christian or not. But, you know, when you hear stories of that, you think it's so important to be spreading the news. Give people that opportunity to accept Jesus. Give them that opportunity. If they accept it or not, that's up to them. But let's at least give people that opportunity to hear the good news of Jesus. So that's what it's like to church plant. It's hard work, it's tough, but it's ever so much fun. So what's it going to be like to stay? There are people going. On January the 14th, there will be about 20 or so people less in this room because we'll be in Burton. So what's it going to be like for you guys who are staying? It's going to be smaller. That's just the way it is. When you take 20 people out of a group of 70, it's smaller. Some of your friends won't be around on a Sunday. Some people you've got used to seeing... There'll be some chairs that are usually full that are empty. These two chairs down here, where John and Julie usually sit. They always sit there, don't they? Have you noticed that? Even our leaders have their own special chairs. Those chairs will be empty. I know John's going to be coming back and doing some stuff here, and Graham's going to come across to us, but a lot of the time, these guys won't be around. It's going to feel different. There'll be more to do. There will be gaps in rotors that will need filling. 
That is part of church life. Rotors is a big part of church life. It's what makes things happen. So there will be gaps, there will be more to do. But there are going to be so many more opportunities for you to grow and for people to step up. Because as we step back, we go to Burton, we're going to need people to come in and step up and take on roles and responsibilities that we've had. And maybe you've never thought about it. Maybe you've just sat there every week just coming along, doing what you want. Maybe God's prodding you, saying, you know what, now's your time to step up, to take some responsibility, to do some, something different. But you know what? As Graham said earlier, as a church, we've always given away. And a Jubilee is giving away about 20% of its church membership to Burton, which is the same as the money we're going to give away. And what has God always done for us financially? He's always blessed us, hasn't he? He's always blessed us. So why would it be any different when you give 20% of your congregation away to do something? Will not God bless you even more? Luke 6.38 says, Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. For the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Now, I can't see it saying, give money and it will be given to you. It just says give. What do you give? Time, people, resources. As we go, as you give us to the work in Burton, God will replace us. He will replace us tenfold. I'm sure he will. Jubilee Church has got a words over it of being a church of 500, three to 500. And part of us going is part of that, seeing God bring you people to us. So yes, for a while it will be smaller, but it won't be smaller for long because God is good and God is going to bless and God is going to give as you guys send us off. It's going to be different from March because we're believing you're going to be in a new building. You know, all these things. It's an interesting timing, isn't it? Interesting timing. We don't understand God's timing sometimes. But we're going to plant. Jubilee Church is giving away 20% of its people. And God's saying, right, now's the time. I want you to believe me for this. But as we stretch our faith, as God tests our faith, so he grows our faith. What will it be like? You're going to need to rely on God more. You're going to need to rely on God more. Because God needs to show up. If Jubilee is going to buy this building, God needs to show up. Jubilee Church is going to be a church of 300 God needs to show up and add people to it so there's going to be more of a reliance on God which is a good thing less of us, more of you God that's church Okay, so as we close as I said on Sunday the 14th of January 2018, Burton Family Church will have its first Sunday morning meeting We'll be there with about 20 adults, 10 young people, something like that. But this shouldn't be the only plant to come out of Jubilee. This is not, we've done our bit, we've planted once, that's it. 
I want you guys as Jubilee to be a church planting church. I want Burton Family Church to be a church planting church. I'm looking at Burton and over there I'm thinking, yeah, but this isn't it, is it? There's more. I can't stand up here and say, Jubilee needs to be a church planting church and then say, but, 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 Burton Family Church is different. We're different. We don't know. We're cut from the same cloth. We have the same vision and the same values and those include planting churches. So we've got places around Burton where we could plant to. Swaddling coat is a place big enough for a New Frontiers Christ Central Church. Litchfield. There were all sorts of places around where in years to come, and this has been 19 years in the making. We've been here in Jubilee 19 years now. So it may not be tomorrow, it may not be next year, but it does need to be a part of our DNA as a church. So this morning is an encouragement to all of us to keep on church planting. Maybe for one or two of you, it's an encouragement to get involved in a church plant. And there are plenty around. We want to plant in our region 20 churches by 2020, which is only two years away. So if you want to get involved in a church plant, you could go to Barnsley, Dewsbury, Halifax, Rotherham, Oldham, Rochdale, Bury, Preston, Blackpool, Wigan, Warrington, Widnes, Crewe, Burnley, Barrow and Furness, Burton-on-Trent, Southport, St Helens, North Wales or Stirling. These are the places where we want to see churches planted by 2020. So maybe God's stirring you to be a part of a church plant. And these aren't just the ones in the UK. Now this is my personal belief. You won't find it in the Bible. But personally, I think everyone should be a part of at least one church plant in their life. Because it brings something different. It's a different experience. It challenges you in a way that an established church doesn't. So have you been a part of a church plant yet? Maybe now's not the right time, that's fine. But what I would encourage you not to do is dismiss church planting. I think everybody would do you good to be a part of a church plant at least once in your lifetime. So, is the time right for you? Should you stay? Or should you go? If you stay, there will be trouble. If I go, may well be double. But the experiences are like that as well, aren't they? Yeah. Just, we don't go because it's going to be easier. We don't stay because it's going to be easier. We go or we stay because of God's call on our lives. Going and staying are both important. If we all went to Burton and no one stayed here, we'd still only have one church. But if no one went and everyone stayed here, it'd be one church. We're not looking for one church. We're looking to plant a new church to become two churches. So can I ask you, ask God today, what does he want of you today? If it's to go, be obedient. Sometimes when God says, I want you to go, like us, you say, yeah, that's great. Thanks, God, I want to go. But God sometimes asks people to go who don't want to go. If you thought of Noah, uh, Jonah, sorry, the story of Jonah, 
God asked Jonah to go. Jonah didn't want to go. So Jonah tried to run away. Funnily enough, God got his way. He does that. But it wasn't. Jonah had to go through hard times to do that. So is God saying to you, I need to go? I encourage you, be obedient in that. But for the vast majority, God will be saying to you today, no, I want you to stay. I want you to stay and be a part of Jubilee. So if God's saying that to you, can I ask you to recommit yourself to Jubilee? Recommit yourself to the vision, to the values, to the mission of Jubilee. Can I ask you to recommit yourselves to serving and to life groups, to being a part of Jubilee? Because you know what? I've been a life group leader. And it's such a good feeling when people turn up to your life group. Because I'm going to be honest, there have been evenings when our life groups used to start at half seven, quarter to eight. 25 past seven, I'm thinking, I don't want to do this. I've got nothing to give tonight. I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. And then half seven, people start trickling through the door. And by the end of the evening, you're going, yes, God, what a great evening. But it's only because the people turned up. If at 25 past seven, I was thinking, I don't want to do this, and no one else turned up, at the end of the evening, go, oh, I, oh great, I didn't need to do that. But God sometimes, he moves, doesn't he? When people get together, there is a, something about being together. There is something about meeting together in a home that brings a dynamic you don't get on your own. So if you committing yourself to Jubilee, can I ask you, commit yourself to your life group. Say, even when I don't feel like it, I'm going to get up, I'm going to go, because I know it will do me good. So what happens if God doesn't speak to you? And I've had situations like this before, you feel, God, you're not speaking. Well, God has given you free will. You are able to make a decision. And God will bless you in that decision. So if God hasn't said to you one way or the other, you know, sometimes with our kids, we don't tell them what to do. Always say, have you got an option? What would you like for tea? It's usually chicken nugget chips. But sometimes God is a good father, isn't he? Sometimes I think we see him as this authoritarian. But no, he's a good father. And what do good fathers do sometimes? Sometimes you have to say to your kids, I want you to do something you don't want to do. That's a life lesson. But quite often, what would you like? What would you like for Christmas, we say to our kids? It's not, you're going to have this and you're going to be happy with it. What would you like? And I think sometimes we get caught up saying, God must speak to me because I need to know. But you know, sometimes we can make a choice. And God loves it when we make a choice. Maybe you want to stay here because you've got friends here. That's great. Stay and get stuck in. Stay and recommit yourself. You maybe want to come to Burton because you've got friends there. Maybe God hasn't spoken to you clearly, but you say, you know what, I want to go and see what God's going to do. That's great. But I would say, whatever you do, go get stuck in. Commit yourself to it. And let's see what God is going to do with us in 2018. Should we stand? The worship band are well trained because they're making their way to the front already. You don't even have to ask them anymore. They know they're out.
I know the way it goes. I don't even know what time it is, actually, because I haven't got a watch on. I haven't got my phone on. But, but I think we've got some time left, haven't we? Yeah. yeah. Father, I want to thank you that your heart is for the nation, that your heart is for the nations. Lord, that your, the reason you came was to go sorry, and to... Uh, and to preach the gospel in the towns around. And Lord, some of us you've called to go. And Lord, some of us you've called to stay. But Lord, you're going to bless us. Lord, you're going to equip us. Lord, there's an exciting journey ahead of us. And oh, Father, I thank you for that. And Lord, we ask that faith would rise in this place. Lord, faith for Burton, faith for Derby. Lord, that faith would rise. Lord, that we would see you work in miraculous ways. Lord God. Thank you. Amen. Graham. Thank you, Matt. Excellent. Thank you, Matt. When we started talking about the building in the last few weeks, Matt said to me, uh, do you want me to carry on preaching on this subject or do you want to do something about the building? I went, no, we absolutely want to preach about going to the next town because it isn't all about building. It's about extending God's kingdom, mm. whether that's here in the city or in Burton or in Cambodia or somewhere else. It's about seeing the kingdom of God advance and him glorified in the nations, isn't it? That's what we want to see. That's what we're part of. That's what God has called us to. And uh, I love us to finish by celebrating and worshipping God together. A song we sang earlier, talking about living by faith and nothing being impossible for him. Actually, whether we stay or go, it's a life of faith, isn't it? And that's what we want, to be obedient to the Lord and, uh, and live in that way. So let's worship and celebrate as we close. Thanks, guys. to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk and come along on any Sunday morning.